This is Will Montgomery, former Washington Redskins center. Yo, what's good, folks? This is Trey Johnson, the headbanger, yo. And you're listening to Mess Hall with Rally Captain and Tailgate Ted. Word. What's going on, Rally? How you doing, man? Ted, man. So here we are. It's March. And we've had snow in March in years past. And Mother Nature keeps playing with us. I mean, the cherry blossoms don't know whether to bloom, whether to go back into the shell. It's just, it's just chilly right here now. And now they're talking about tomorrow is possibly some snow. So, I mean, Mother Nature, who pissed you off, sweetheart? I mean, you know, come on. But, but hey, I'm good. I hear you, man. I blame that damn groundhog. We just need to fry that thing up, maybe throw it in the smoker, and just get rid of the damn thing, because I'm sick and tired of it, too. It's, it's driving <laughs> me crazy. And I just realized, man, since I renewed my season tickets, I got a plan for you and I to save some cash. I think we have duplicates of the same commander's gear. Maybe we just exchange stuff. Like, one week you get something, the other week I get something, and we stop buying two of everything. And this way we just get one, and then we just kind of flip it back and forth. Well, I want to put you on blast. What size do you wear, dude? I'm down to a large. I've been slimming down, you know, with the whole surfing and everything else. I'm, I'm thinking you're a little more swole than me, but I can put on some padding and fit into an XL. I, I'm a 2X, baby. I mean, that's just, ah, I, don't wanna, okay. I, don't, I don't want to look like my little brother's T-shirt. You know what I mean? People <laughs> be be laughing at me and stuff, man. I, I don't know All if right. I can get, get away with that. If the name changes again, I will put some weight on, like, what's the guy from uh, the Whale movie? I'll put some weight on like him just so we can fit into the same thing, because I can't afford to buy brand new clothes. Well, that's when you have a good seamstress and they put the new emblem over the old emblem and just keep it moving, bro. Yeah, you're going to have to hook me up with whoever your person was to uh, reconvert everything. But man, how was your week, man? How was your weekend? Man, let me tell you. So this, once again, if the weather isn't up and down, this commander's news is up and down. I mean, should we get Lamar? Should we not get Lamar? Who's buying the team? Who's not buying the team? Is he selling? What's going on? You know, the fact of the matter is this, man. I, I love my, I should say my city, our city. I love our DMV. I love it. But guys, I always try to tell you, calm down. Calm down. Nothing is going to get done on your schedule. It's going to get done when they want you to know. So relax. I'm right there with you, man. And to get some show business down, I, I appreciate everybody that tweeted us and AJ Perez from Front Office Sports. We got some new subscribers on the YouTube. We got some new subscribers on the podcast. Thank you guys for the feedback from our interview with AJ It was phenomenal. The team, I don't know if you actually saw this, the team came out in a statement two days later and said everything that Front Office Sports was coming out with was blatantly false, which cracked me up because (laughs) we all know who we believe and who we don't believe. And in my eyes, at least, they're guilty till proven innocent. And I'm going to take the word of an A.J. Perez or some other guys before I take the word of the commanders, no offense to them, but before I take the word of the commanders who are trying to sell this thing. And man, weekend wise, I went to the, uh, the defenders game 
And I know you weren't available or else we would have hit it up and had a good time. But I went to the Defenders game with some of my boys from the tailgate and so many Redskins fans there. And I mean to say Redskins fans. There were a ton of people that walked up that got rid of their, you know, FedEx field tickets. And they now picked up D.C. Defenders tickets. And they're all running up to me saying, man, you and Rally love the show. You guys need to come here for a game. Get rid of FedEx field. Get rid of those tickets. You know, this fan experience is where it's at. It's like, hey, I appreciate that. And I had a good time, man. It was a lot of fun, but you can't tailgate for a Defenders game. So that right there is something that would stop me from ever giving up my tickets to the commanders and the FedEx. If you can't tailgate, I can never dive all 100% in. The so with that, being tickets, said, with that, with that oh, being sure. said, what, what happens if they say, hypothetically, hey, we're going to allocate, hypothetically, parking lot J for tailgates? What say you then? I'm getting the season tickets. If we can tailgate <laughs> for commanders games, you I'm, gonna, I'm not saying I'm going to get rid of them. But I will get defender season tickets if I can actually bring the rig out and tailgate and do the whole thing. Go into a food truck and a little fan pavilion or stopping by some of the establishments on the way there, it's not the same. I, I might as well be going to a, a hockey game or a Wizards game. Yeah. You know, it's, to me, it's the same experience. But it was fun just to see football again in March, just in general being there. They kind of have like a wrestling vibe. I'm not sure if some of our listeners have actually watched an XFL game, but before kickoff, one of the guys jumps on a mic and runs out to midfield. And it's like, he's doing a wrestling promo from the middle of a ring. He's going back and forth. He's jumping up and down. He's trying to get the crowd hyped. So that was actually a lot of fun in Audi field. People yell and complain about how much food costs and how much beer costs at FedEx. A beer was 14 bucks. I mean, to me, that's maybe a dollar or two less than FedEx, if not the same price. So mm -hmm. it's the same concessions you're spending at FedEx Field. I got pupusas because I couldn't get anything else. And that was $16. They had chicken tenders and fries for $15. So from a cost perspective and what you're spending, not counting the game ticket, it's the same amount of money you're dropping. The yeah. difference is you're just not emotionally invested in a product on the field. So I got to walk around the stands and just do the whole concourse thing and running into fans left and right. And at the end, I ended up founding myself, like found myself standing on my seat, yelling and screaming and making noise. It was a blast, man. And I, I wish we could find a game where you and I could get out there. And if any of our listeners are trying to find a game, they got a bunch of home games left. Go out to Audi field. I paid for my ticket. This is not an endorsement. They are not paying us to say this, but it was fun again to not stress or worry about some of the stuff that we worry about at FedEx, even though I'm still paying the same amount of dollars I would be paying at FedEx. Well, it's, it's odd that you say that because uh, when was that? Was it 2019, I believe, when they opened it up before COVID? It was 2020. To, like right, 2020, okay. Right at 2020. the end of 19 into 20. Yeah, because... COVID shut the whole thing down again. I was, go I was at the last game before it yeah. shut down at Audi Field. Yeah, so, so I, was, I was there. I don't know if it was the last game, but I did attend the game. 
and I loved it. And so with that being said, I will be going to a game in April. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know right. the exact date that I'll be going to so that we can, uh, you know, I'll, I'll buy you a beer, man. You know what I mean? So I, we got to add be, to that beer snack, man. Uh, got to, got to, man. We, we have to do that. Uh, I'll, I'll be there. So, uh, we're going we're gonna to turn it up, man, along with other... If they other... let us do a beer stank at FedEx Field, people would buy tickets for that section. I'm telling you right now. I don't think the <laughs> NFL would ever let that fly, but that beer snake got to the top of the stadium, and then they yeah. had a second one going on yeah. top of it, and it was just fun. We weren't sitting in the section of the snake, but we collected a bunch of the beers that we drank and saved the cups. And then during one of the quarters, we ran it down to that section and handed it off. And it's silly how you take pride in something like that. But that was almost as much fun as the game. And then a, a chant broke out in the stands. And I was kind of surprised, like, what was this? I heard it that. It was an F. Dan Snyder chant that actually yeah. broke out just out of nowhere. So, you know, I think it got caught on ESPN and they had to bleep it out because they actually used the little words with it. But it was kind of crazy to see how polarizing that man is, even though it has nothing to do with the NFL. It was actually cool to see a bunch of commanders jerseys there, Redskins jerseys, just all D.C. sports in general being represented in those stands. I saw that, man. And the fact of the matter is this. What I'm about to say is not a secret. So the disdain for DS it is what it is, man. And so people are, are out, of, out of wanting to see football and even out of spite, they are going to support another team. And that, that speaks volumes, man. It, it, it really does. And I, I think that, you know, like everyone else, we'd rather this process be over sooner than later. But for whatever reason, man, this thing is just dragging out, it seems. Maybe not as far as uh, billionaire talk or billionaire circles are concerned. It's not dragging out. But from the low man on the totem pole side of the house, it seems like this thing is just taking forever. It's like a kid who is waiting for Christmas and will it ever come? And so, um, you know, because let's face it, we are a classier town. Not that I say, not that I'm, I'm against them exercising their freedom of speech, but we're a classier town than that. But, but the frustration is just so high with DS that we're at, a, at an XFL game and they're yelling that. So, so you know, it, it speaks volumes, man. It is, man. It is, man. I, I almost want to get a custom shirt that says, please don't ask me about the sale because you're walking around and you're down by the baseball park and everything else. And, you know, everyone knows we're tuned into the team and what's going on and we yeah. stay on top of it. But at this point, who knows what is officially happening or what's going on? All I do know is that I think the NFL is kind of like my real job. I don't know about your job, but they just had committee meetings in Palm Beach this Monday and Tuesday mm-hmm. to talk about the meetings they're going to have in Phoenix March 26th. So they had to have meetings three weeks before they're about to have meetings to organize that. I mean, I don't know. My job does that to me. I don't know about your job. But the curious thing in those meetings is nothing came up about forcing Dan to sell. That was never broached. It was never discussed. 
to bring it to a potential vote. If they were going to talk about a vote, it would have had to have come up or should have come up in the committee meetings this past week. So the fact that nothing came out of that from a vote perspective, I doubt we're going to see a vote to get Dan out at the end of March. So whether that's because, you know, talking with AJ Perez last week, and those of you that didn't catch that pod, make sure you go back and look for it. We have AJ's interview cut up just so you can hear the AJ part, but he gave some good nuggets, but Mm -hmm. they need a majority of the owners to want to vote him out. So people were saying behind the scenes, they've got it. Well, if they had it, don't you think that they would put that on the agenda? So I'm not sure if they actually do, and we'll have to wait and see what happens. But some of the owners did express kind of some disdain for, like you said, this is taking too long. Give us some news. Give us an update. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that even though uh, we have to wait for the, 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 the owners to sign off on it, I still think that there's someone – who is waiting in the wings. And as a matter of fact, we just heard that uh, I can't think of the guy's name. I'm I'm terrible at names, but the two guys, the two owners from the other teams are fusing their their funds together to possibly try to buy the team. So I I know that you have their names and you can elaborate on who who they are and uh, their, their previous business dealings. But um, I think that, man, this is going to be like, in a, a thief in the night type of deal. We're going to wake up one morning and they're going to say that that these two gentlemen bought the team for a considerably less price than what DS wanted, and here we are. Yeah, and it is, for those wondering, it's Thursday, March 9th at 5.15. Came out today that Mitchell Rails, guy lives in Potomac, Maryland, He's a billionaire. He's the co-founder of the Danaher Corporation. Forbes has his net worth estimated at $5.6 billion, is teaming up with Josh Harris. Mm -hmm. Josh Harris was the either A horse or B horse that was in a clubhouse behind Bezos or in front of Bezos, considering Snyder won't let Bezos bid. But Harris is the 76ers and New Jersey Devils owner that grew up in Chevy Chase. Rails is local to the area. He grew up around the corner as well. So these two guys are combining forces to put a bid together because it came out, I want to say maybe two weeks ago, that Harris might be cash poor and not have the money liquid to actually throw down. So the fact that these two guys are teaming up, to me, is a good sign that they're getting a chance to potentially, you know, finalize and get close on this. And we know that Harris toured the facility and it came out that a couple other people toured the facility. And I heard, I want to say it was maybe through John Kime or Rick Snyder that bank of America was only letting people that were qualified to bid toward the actual facility. So the fact that these two guys are coming together, I'm hoping that it gets us further down the line The only concern I have is Snyder isn't going to get the bid that he wants at $7 billion. Everything has been short of that. And will he actually sell? And none of us know. All this is up in the air. But after all of this legal stuff that has come up from the $55 million line of credit that we talked to AJ about, 
and all these other things, you got to think that it's headed in that direction. And I'm not going to say that I'm going to be popping bottles of champagne and leading the parade, but damn sure I'll be in the parade with a couple bottles of champagne once this thing is done. <laughs> well, I think the most important thing that you said out, out of that uh, paragraph that you spoke of is pre-qualified. I know when I tried to buy my house, if I wasn't pre-qualified, they weren't talking to me. So that's a good thing. And, and I'm still in my house. So pre-qualified is a good thing, my man. It is. It is. I mean, you hear Bezos has Jay-Z and Matthew McConaughey. And granted, he's got all the money in the world, so he doesn't need these other guys. But I had some friends back in the day when, like, the housing boom happened. They bought this nice house. And they never had us over for a housewarming. And then I finally stopped by the house to, I think it was maybe hook up a TV for them or something. And I realized why they never invited us over for a housewoman. They were house poor. They bought this nice house, but they couldn't afford furniture for the rest of the house. And they didn't mm -hmm. want to show it off yet. To me, if Harris were to buy the team and get the team and then also have to throw another $3 billion down on building a stadium, we'd be house poor. Yeah. So the fact that he and Mitchell Rails are teaming in together gives me a little more comfortability because of that NFLPA report card, which we briefly touched on last week, but all of our listeners probably know what that is by now. The commanders were 32 out of 32 dead last in the NFL on pretty much everything, I think, except for strength training and hearing about the facilities and not having hot water in the showers. And it was uh, Nick Sunberg, a friend of the show, a friend of ours, you know, his wife, and it was in an article in the Washington Post, his wife went to Tanya Snyder and said, can we get a changing room for the mm -hmm. families, for the kids? And her reply back, according to this article, allegedly was Mrs. Snyder replied and said, well, we don't have the money for that. We're going to a new stadium. So they wouldn't put a changing table in the women's bathroom. And they said, how much does that cost, Mrs. Snyder? She said $150. They said, we'll give you $150 right now. Guess what? They didn't have a changing table, so they actually had to change some of the, the players' kids in the stands and hold a towel over top of someone's two outstretched arms to change the kid that way. You know, it's hmm. like we need improvements at FedEx. And since then, the commanders, I think, have put changing tables in. But we yes. need so many improvements that whoever does get this, you know, the hope is they make enough investments to want to get free agents to come here, to get players to come here. They improve right. it for the fans. And then on top of that, you know, fingers crossed, I, regardless of who buys it, I think we're going to get PSLs. I just hope whoever buys it doesn't kill us with a PSL because I don't want to lose my season tickets or have to pretend to park at a defender's game because that's the only way I'm going to be able to tailgate. <laughs> Well, on a good note, on a good note, talking about putting money back into the stadium, they will be upgrading the sound system. For everyone that's been asking about it, they will be upgrading the sound system. Um, the word came out later, later, earlier this week, and, and uh, they will be doing that because, let's face it, man, any type of in-game 
response or 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 concert that was not not anything that they had to actually bring speakers into like the Beyonce concert or or, or anything like that. But when you try are trying to have a concert during the game, you could barely even hear the artists perform. When Wale came and tried last week, or even the uh, the left hand up guys tried to perform, you couldn't hear anything. So, I mean, we knew they were out there doing something, but what? I couldn't hear it. So they're upgrading yeah. that, oh. and they're up they're upgrading the uh, the boards as well. So we've got two upgrades that are coming to FedEx Field, um, and. I'm happy about that. So if if I if I have to be happy about something and and if, if the show ended right now, I could end on a high note. <laughs> there you go. That is actually good news because everyone's been complaining about it. And to pivot back to the first part, XFL, if you're going, do not sit in the section with the big overhang over top of you because the speakers don't work. Literally, they do not work at all. So people complaining about the sound of FedEx. It's the same thing over at Audi Field because I went from the very last row in section 129 and I moved to the opposite end, the very opposite side of the field. Couldn't hear a single thing. I was just tired of being in the last row of the stadium because that wind was coming off the Anacostia Ah. and just cutting through my shirt. But I'm excited to hear that they are improving the sound and they're improving the actual Jumbotron and the video boards and all that stuff. I, I can't afford Beyonce tickets. So, you know, maybe I'll just have to see another event out there. But to hear that they are making improvements to FedEx, there's a lot that needs to be made. But to hear that that's happening and the excuse of, well, we're getting out of here sometime soon, isn't being used in this instance, hats yeah. off to them. Kudos yeah. to them. Definitely. So, but something I did want to touch on, and after the Defenders game, I went to Bonchon down there in Navy Yard. And I walked through the doors and we're hanging out with a bunch of our boys. Immediately, one of the servers of Bonchon was like, did you hear the latest news? Like, no, what's going on? What did I miss? Like, Snyder is going to screw over the rest of the NFL and offer Lamar Jackson a guaranteed contract to play for the commanders. Like, I, I give our listeners more credit than this, but there are some that might be new to the show. And just so you all know, There's no way in hell that is happening. Lamar Jackson is not coming here. Dan Snyder, more importantly, is not going to pay to have him come here. If you're new to the show, you might not know, signing bonuses are put into an escrow account by the NFL owner. Mm -hmm. So that means Snyder would have to put his entire signing bonus and contract in an escrow account coming out of his pocket that if Josh Harris or Jeff Bezos gets later, they wouldn't have to pay him. It would be coming out of Dan's pocket. Why in the world would this man do that? Especially ever since that Don Van Natta article came out last week, we know he's cash poor to a degree with that $55 mm-hmm. million line of credit and they're not making a ton of money. So please stop Photoshopping Lamar Jackson in a commander's Jersey or getting your hopes up that he's going to come here. I do see us getting a veteran to back up Sam Howell or have Sam compete against him, but it ain't going to be Lamar Jackson. Let me tell you that right now. No, it's not, it's not going to be. And, 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 and at this point I can appreciate the enthusiasm about it, 
but like you said, it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, it, it's a serious pipe dream, and DS just isn't going to spend the money that technically he doesn't have to begin with. And if he did do something like that, now, it, let, let, okay, let's just play the game. If he did do something like that, that scares me because that, that would tell me that he doesn't plan on leaving. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's actually, I didn't even think about it that way. So free agency starts, the legal tampering period starts, I believe it's on the 15th. So by the time our next show comes out, we might have some news on some free agents that they're talking to. The NFL actually came out and said that you're only allowed to talk to unrestricted free agents. You can't talk to guys that are restricted and guys that are under contract because the whole tampering, tampering period thing is just kind of weird. These guys are still able to sign with their teams. Like last year, J.D. McKissick said he was going to sign with the Bills, and turns out he ended up just staying here, which I still don't know why he did. He should have gone to Buffalo, better wings, better football team, and who knows what would have happened. But depending on what we see this team do dollar-wise, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see how much they really are committed to sticking to this budget thing or – are we really kind of hamstrung with what we can do this offseason? Because we got a lot of holes to fill. We don't got a ton of draft picks to fill them. And there are some free agents out there that would look damn good in burgundy and gold. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree with you on that. But it's, 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 it's just rough right now. We're just in a bad situation, you know. And unfortunately, there isn't really anything that we can do to make it better unless the enemy uh can can like he pulled one guy from the chiefs maybe he can work a little favor to say hey man roll with me you know and a lot of times that's how it works sometimes it may not be all about the money it's about the friendship that you have and and possibly hey man if you come with me I'll give you a lot of playing time or we'll we'll put some type of bonus in there, some shape, form, or fashion to get guys to come. But just on its merit, nah. On average, they're they're not going to come. So we've got to do some finagling to to get them here. So uh, hopefully EB can do that. And uh, I'm I'm, I'm hoping that that that, that opens the door for it to happen. Yeah, just for me, I'm hoping EB can scheme up some just ingenious ways to deal with the talent we have. I mean, we have our skill positions are set except for tight end. In my opinion, we're good at running back. We're good at wide receiver, tight end suspect. Logan Thomas has not stayed healthy. The other guys are rookies and John Bates. I'm sorry. He's, you know, not it. He is serviceable at that position, but we all know how the Kansas city offense runs and it goes through that tight end and Mm -hmm. they got Travis Kelsey. We don't have anyone that is even a third as good as him. So if we can maybe potentially address that, but more importantly, we need some big boys up front that can run that scheme. And you can't fake that. That is the problem that I have. And it'd be nice if we could get an Orlando Brown jr. But that guy is going to get 20 million. I mean, he's probably asking for right around there, and we've only got $16 million in cap space. So let's get it rid of some of these commanders and maybe bring in some 
what do we call what do we I don't know what we want to call a Chiefs and a Commanders player combined, but you know, let's figure something out like that. Maybe we can get some of those guys that the <laughs> EB has actually run with and see if we can add them to our commander's army. So, so in other words, you're, you, you want a Cheander. Is that what you want? Hey, I'll, I'm good with that, man. We get a Cheander, we add him to this EB army that he's building, and we go from there. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> That's better than Commander, Commander rather. Yeah, whoever thought of Commander, that was just garbage. Much like <laughs> the one that came here. Oh, man. But hey, man, I know you got to run. I got to run. Everyone, once again, thank you for listening and tuning in. And thank you for the new subscribers that we have. It means a lot. It helps us out. It helps us out as far as getting new sponsors to take the show to another level. And oh, you guys, next week, I'm going to be telling you um, how much money that we all gathered for the American Red Cross. I forgot to do that. So next week I'll be letting everyone know how much money that you guys helped bring for the American Red Cross. That's awesome, man. I can't wait to hear that. And we appreciate you guys listening, joining us. Short one this week, because I actually am out on vacation, but we want to make sure we gave y'all something. So for Tailgate Ted, Rally Captain, appreciate y'all. One love. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace. We're out.